It's really happening. Come on now. Right now. We are back. <laughs> Third Thoughts, the podcast. It's been quite some time. But we're back with you. It's me, your host, Clay. And I'm with the chief in the flesh. Out of retirement, baby. I need to be back. Can't help it. I need to be back. If there's can't a com- resist. If there's a conversation to be had, I'm going to have it. Oh, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, man. Well, cool. So, I'm glad to be back. It's been... I was trying to see when our last episode was. Um, let me... Actually, let me just let me just check. I already have it pulled up because I'm prepared host. Uh, it seems to be November seventh, two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. So we didn't do a single podcast last calendar year. Nope, not one. Well, not this show. Wow. Yeah. But we did the other show. Yeah. We did In the Gray. Yeah. For the yeah. church. But we didn't do we didn't do any third thoughts. We didn't do any third and long. None of that. Well, there was a reason we didn't do third and long. Well, I mean, what do you what do you talk about? Yeah, we didn't do third and long because of the absolute disaster of a football season and a football coach we had. Right. It it would have been in poor taste for us to do it. We would have been so angry every week. Nobody would have known my loyalties. To the Florida State University. Right. Everyone everyone would just know that you were just mad. Speaking of, you know, loyalties severed. Okay. Did you see where Spike Lee came out and said he will not be attending another Knicks game this season? I did see that. That's crazy. The, you know, and then uh, kind of, well, this is not the same, I guess, but, you know, Flava Flav yeah. has been kicked out <laughs> yeah. because of that Bernie rally. So there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Separation of of things that were long bound together. Yes, lately. Yes, you feel that? I, I do feel that. I feel like that that's a a theme in the world. Yeah, yeah. In our I time, do, I do feel that. You know, then um, you know, just speaking of of you know rallies. Last night, Joe Biden, while he was doing his um, oh, <clears throat> victory speech in L.A., did you see the lady storm? The two ladies storm the stage. Oh, no, I didn't see that part. Yeah, these two ladies storm the stage screaming, out with dairy, out with dairy. And they had signs with cows that said, down with dairy, out with dairy, kill dairy, or something what? like that. Yeah, so it was a political statement that they want dairy. Removed from the country? Yeah, like no more selling of the cow's milk. What? Okay, un- again, something long joined together. Yes, people. We've been and milk. eating dairy forever. Yes, it, it, I don't know. I, some people would champion causes that I just don't. I don't have the energy for that. I mean, I have to be for me to champion something. I have to be passionate. Yeah, well, here's why they're passionate. I think is it's not they're not passionate about not consuming dairy, or they just wouldn't buy milk. Right. But I think they feel that it is a mistreatment of animals. Oh, okay, okay. And that's their deal. Yeah, well, okay. I saw this video one time of this dairy. It's like the most modernized, high-tech dairy in the world. Yeah, like a factory? Yeah, 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 it's like a factory. Like a, it, Is the farm next to the factory? It is the factory. That It's all together. Oh, so the cows are inside. Yeah, literally in this factory, they are in what looks like a big manufacturing compound. <laughs> what? And they walk the cows down this walkway, and there's this carousel in the middle of it that probably has, I don't know, 500, like, stalls on it. Uh Uh-huh. And they just march those cows up, and this thing turns. Whoa. And they just keep pulling cows in. Dude, okay, it's just like, it sounds like a video game. Yeah, and then there's these people standing down on the floor. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, this thing turns pretty slow. But as it turns, they reach up and they hook the little things to their teats. And then while they spin around. No. 
it milks them. And then by the time they get all the way back around to almost the point where they got on, they're finished milking. And then it turns their stall around so they're pointed the other way and they just walk out of the stall and they walk down this thing and then they get their own special feed. Yeah. So they get, you know, fed and then they walk down and they get a bath and a shower every single day. All right. So to me, that's the life that in one respect, yes. What a, you know, they don't have to do anything. But cows don't really have to do anything anyway. No. But to me, I feel like that would be overstimulation. I mean, you're, you're, being, you're being directed to go in a certain direction. Yeah. And then you get on the merry-go-round. Yes. And then you get milked. Yeah. While you're spinning. While you're on the ride. What I mean, the sensation alone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah. And the dizziness. And then... You get off the ride, and you got to go take a shower? Yeah. I don't know, dude. It just... No, I understand. That's overwhelming. Yeah, now I do understand where they're coming from. Those are not cows being able to be cows. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure not. But it was an amazing feat of technology. Yeah. And planning. Yeah. To be able to do that. But yeah, it's not a cow being a cow. They're not out on green grass walking around, you know, that, that they don't get to do that. Right. But they also didn't, they don't get like attacked by things. Yeah, either. they're not getting attacked by wolves or coyotes. You know, coyotes or wild dogs. Yeah. And they don't get their feet hung in fences. Right. Or, I don't know, mud holes or whatever they get hung sand. In. Yeah. I don't right. know. Whatever dangers a cow has yeah, to so. overcome. But I just yeah, but yeah. So they stormed. But here's the here's the thing about it uh-huh. is, as they stormed the stage, the pictures that I saw, I didn't see it live. Yeah. Joe Biden's wife stepped in front of him and pushed him away and stood in between him and the dairy ladies. She protected her man. You know, I I did hear about. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it this morning that he got his sister and his wife confused. Did you see that? No, I didn't. So see they that. were stand when he was giving the speech last night when they, you know, he won all those states. They were standing like on either side of him, but kind of behind him. And he was saying, "This is my sister," <laughs> and he turned and pointed at his wife. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, they switched on me," and I was like, "How did? How?" How does this happen? How, okay, the thing about Biden is he's goofy, right? We we already kind of knew that. But, yeah. But how does he have so many gaffes in – like it's like a consistent thing for him. Like he – it's like he can't help but goof. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, it's, it's almost – it's his personality to goof. Yeah. He can't help it. Like it's just it, – it's almost like – you know how I don't know. Like if every if everyone was weird, no one would be weird, right? So for for Joe Biden, is it like I make so many mistakes so often that I don't make any? Oh yeah, I've never thought about it that way. Like, does he even perceive? But you know, it's one thing them that mistakes. you know we laugh about those. You know, we laugh about those things. Yeah. You know, they're funny. There's memes, you know, it's it's the whole deal. Everybody else overlooks and says, oh, that's not what he meant to say. That's not what he meant to say. You know, everybody that loves him. Right. right. But what happens, like, when he gets in a meeting with, like, the Ayatollah or Vladimir Putin? I don't know, man. And he makes one of those gaffes and offends them, and they just nuke the world. You know, uh, do we want somebody that prone to nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I what what other options are there though? Well, there's Bernie. Uh, yeah, feel the burn. But I don't the the way that the way that the Democratic Party has turned against him to try and shut him down. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely anti. The establishment is definitely against him. Yeah. He's got a long uphill battle now yeah. to be able to make it. But you know what's funny is that's what they said about Biden like three days ago. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it just to me it just proves that we don't. But 
the results will will be interesting. Let's put it that way. I, what we do know is that Bloomberg spent one hundred million dollars per delegate. Yeah. Earned yesterday. Here's the thing. I don't even know what it would be like to have that much money. To where I know I don't have a shot, but I but I can afford to just keep losing. Yeah, it, I don't know that my psyche could take the fact that I spent six hundred million dollars to be last. Dude. If my personality is so bad in real life, yeah, that I can spend six hundred million dollars on television ads and people still won't vote for me, yeah, I, I don't know that I could recover from that. Man, I think something happens to you when you have that much money, though. Where I don't, I don't think your psyche is the normal. I no, think it, it it chemically changes you in your brain. You think so? I do. You know what's bizarre? I tell you what, this is what we'll do. All right. If there's somebody out there that would like to give me six billion dollars, <laughs> right? I will I will then hire a group of psychologists, mm-hmm. sociologists, and anthropologists to come follow me around and observe my behavior and see if that six billion dollars changes me. I I mean, how could it not? I can't even fathom $6 billion. Yeah, it, it may, but I'm willing to be the guinea pig to find out. Well, that's really selfless of you. That's, I thought so. It's a sacrifice. I, I thought so. To be a subject of a study for the you know, foreseeable future. Well, I mean, there it is. If the pitch is out there, if somebody has that. But here's the – okay, for somebody to be able to give you $6 billion yeah. for a study, right? they have to be like – Jeff Bezos loaded. Like, just to give it, just to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, his wife could also give it to me. Sure, random person, random podcaster. I'll give you $6 billion for you to do this study that's pointless. It would, that kind of proves my point. Because somebody that would do that, that would give you $6 billion, has to have some chemical imbalances in their brain. You know, I'm not going to speak against anything negatively against the person that's going to give me $6 billion. I, I'm not saying it's necessarily negative. I just think it it's different than the average person. Yeah, but like Bezos, for instance. You know, when he went through his divorce. Yeah. After the divorce settlement, his wife became the 11th richest person in the world. It's insane. And he remained first. I read this, I don't know how, I don't remember the exact numbers, okay? So take this with a grain of salt. But I read something where if you, it was like, it was written really poetically, I guess, or like a like a setup for a story. It was like, imagine you are a caveman. Yes. Or what, you know, whatever, when the pyramids of Giza were being built, mm-hmm. okay? You're living, you're a, you're a guy in that time period. Okay. Which is like, I, I don't, I don't really know the date, but anyway, you can look it up. The pyramids are being built. You got money. Yes. Got, for some reason, you got U.S. dollars, and you take those. That would be you something. Take, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally hypothetical, but just it's proving a point. You save ten thousand U.S. dollars every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're also immortal in this situation. You sure. don't die. Yeah, I assume that already. Yeah. You save ten grand every day. Yeah. All right? Scene change. Mm-hmm. Now it's the year 2020. You still only have about a fifth of the money that Jeff Bezos has. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. No, I don't know. I think I saw that on Twitter. Or Instagram, you didn't. So I, you didn't actually do the math. I don't, I don't. No, I didn't do the math because I think the point stands that that amount of money that those top, the top richest people in the world have is is just unfathomable. I just don't think that 
I don't think that there's any way that we can understand that amount. Are you doing the math right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. But wait, do you know when the pyramids? I don't know when the pyramids are being built. Uh, that's a good thing. Pyramids of Giza, right? It was... Yeah, give me a date. Come on, I mean, this is a podcast. Oh, I know, so, I know, I know, no, no. I mean, a quiet space I can is not only, good. I can only make the internet go as fast as it will go. All right, constructed. Yeah. The Great Pyramid was constructed uh, 2560. Between 2580 and 2560 B.C. Okay, so we're going to go with, we're going to go with. Roughly. Let, let's just go with, with. 2000 BC. Yeah. Well, from today, it would be roughly 4,500 years ago. Okay. 4,500 years ago. Yeah. Let's just use that. Okay. So this should be relatively easy. Yeah. It should be. Every day now. That's what it said. Yeah. I've already got that calculation okay. done. Okay. For 4,500 years. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that number is. All right, so so the math is though the the math is 3 roughly 3.5 million per year. Okay. For 4500 4, years. years. Yeah, my calculator what does it gave say? me an E number. Oh, okay. Yeah. So So I'm going to go. So 4500 What did you say 3 3.5 million? times 4,500. Yeah, let's see, what, let's see what this does. I get an E number. What what, what E number is it? 1.7 something. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's an exponential, right? That's what it's doing because it won't put that big of a number. I actually don't. I don't know how to even. It's, it, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what it is. It's 1.575. Uh-huh. To the what power? Tenth. To the tenth power. Yeah. I don't remember how to do math like that. Yeah, I don't know how to do that either. I so, don't remember how to do that. So if we had a bigger calculator, guys, we would tell you how much money that is. But but nonetheless. Somebody can add it up, though, and let us yeah, know. Yeah, sure. So if you're out there and you want to figure that out, or if you have a giant calculator, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe Warren works in the the tech industry. He'll listen to this. He'll figure it out. Yeah. And then email us the answer. Okay, here's whoever emails us the answer. Okay. And Contest. has the the and has the earliest timestamp on the email. Right. We we're gonna give you something. <laughs> you always do this. You've always done every in the last edition of the show, you used to like promise things on the air that we were not prepared for. Well, what are we going to give them? Let's give them a eight by ten signed glossy of, us? of Clay and the Chief. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to take one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, take we a fresh one in our new studio. Yeah, because we are in a new studio. Here's the thing: that was a 19 minute intro because I didn't even talk about. Oh yeah, we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even talk about the show and how the show has changed. But actually, I think without saying it directly, that was a good illustration. So before, you know, in the last edition, I, not last season because there were technically like four seasons, right? I don't remember how I ordered them. But we'll call that collectively the first series. Yes. Okay. The first Third Thought series had 40 episodes and most of them this were This is like, Third Thoughts 2.0. Yeah, this is the this is the re-edition, the remastered, the new OS. Yeah, updated. Um, but yeah, so the la the way it worked last time in those forty episodes is that we we would gather those stories together that we thought were interesting, and then we'd come to the to the studio and get in front of the mic and we'd talk about those. But um, I don't know, it kind of. There were times, there were episodes where I felt like 
I had stories that were either marginally interesting to me yeah, or not at all, and then they wouldn't be interesting to you. Yes. And I think kind of vice versa. I, I don't agree with that, but okay. I don't – there were times you would you would tell me stories. That I was like, what? What but, am I – what do I do with this? But, yeah, but that's just nonsense. Well, you, you think that, yeah. But anyway, so the old format was that. So the new format is kind of the lack thereof where I wanted to – the reason we brought it back is because last – week or two I've been thinking about it and I just had I had things on my mind chief you know like I just yeah. I was feeling a certain way and I didn't really have an outlet to uh to talk about the things and talk about the way I was feeling but also just talk about things that were happening in the world and you know I tried to do the uh I did a little twitch streaming for a little while uh earlier well End of last year, really. I haven't I haven't streamed this year. Um, but did a little Twitch streaming, and that was kind of, I think what I was trying to do with that was the same thing. Yeah. Have, a, have, a, have an outlet where I could talk about literally anything, whatever I was feeling or whatever I was thinking about, whatever I'd been pondering. And I don't know if people care to hear that or not, but that kind of wasn't the point. The point was just a place to get it out. Right. You know? Yeah. But the thing about Twitch was there's all this pressure uh, and it's mostly self-imposed, but I felt all this pressure to like look good on the camera, be excited, be energetic. Well, that's a real, both of those. Yeah. Tough. Real challenge for you. Really tough. And then the thing about Twitch too is it's video games, right? So you got to play a game. Well, Inevitably, what would happen, and th- and this is not for everybody, and I think that's why it didn't really pick up for me, is because I get bored really quickly. Yeah. So I would be streaming a certain game, and then I would feel this pressure to, like, play well and also entertain on camera. Yeah. And then also um, I would only feel like I could play that game especially if it was a story-driven game. I, I feel like I had to play it with chat, with the stream, like only on stream. Oh, yeah. So if I was really into it. So there was no gap. Right. Yeah. I was, if I was really into the game, it would be like, well, I can't play. If it was Tuesday, I was like, no, I can't play that game until Thursday. Even yeah. if I have time, by the time Thursday rolls around. You may or may not be into it. I mean, yeah, or I've forgotten something, or something else would come up, some friends would want to play, we'd play something different on the Thursday stream. Well, then I haven't played, and then I'm like, oh, well, I'll play it on Saturday or Sunday. And, you know, Sunday's a, Sunday's a rough day. Yeah. I mean, it's not. it's a good day, but it's the day I work the most. Yes. So I would get home, and I would be like, well, I need to, you know, rest up, whatever. Then you hang with friends, go eat, whatever. By the time it would be time to stream, I'd be like, man, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not energetic. It just didn't fit for me. Right. I don't think. And so. Well, inevitably, I watched your streams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And inevitably, a lot of what would happen is you would get caught, pulled into the game, mm-hmm. and you would be talking about the game. Right. So those of us that didn't know anything about the game, we were there for entertainment. Sure. You didn't get to do this. You didn't get to talk about these other topics. Well, yeah, and that's in your what life. I was, that's what yeah. I was going to get to is in all of that, there was definitely no space for me for it for it to be the outlet I wanted it to be. So, anyway, that's the rationale for why I wanted to bring third thoughts back. Yeah, so that we could, and and, and that's why the format's broken down because. I didn't want to be tied to trying to get through stories or trying to get through certain segments. And, and you know, we'll see how it goes, see what what we come up with. But I wanted it more to be um, just more honest conversation. Yeah, about anything. Yeah, literally anything. It doesn't have to be news. It doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be games. It doesn't have to be whatever. I mean, it could just be what's on your mind and how you're feeling. and uh, And it's an environment where – 
we've kind of removed the pressure of uh, of our jobs in a way. Yeah. And the pressure of, um, I don't know, you know, the, we're not trying to achieve a certain goal. Right. I think that's the pressure I'm trying to relieve, that there's no there's no target necessarily that we have to hit. There's no uh, objective that we have to complete. It's just an outlet. And I think that's important for life to have a th- have something because you know, that's what we do. Everything, almost everything in life is trying to complete objectives and hit, you know, deadlines and goals and sure. achieve things, which is great. That keeps us moving forward. But I, I just think the outlet with none of that is healthy. Right. So that you don't live in your own head all the time. Right. You got to get those thoughts out of your head. Yeah. That's why I end most days with what I call a brain dump. Yeah. All the things I've been thinking about, I write them down on a piece of paper so that I'm free to be present with my family. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get home, I'm not trying to hold on to those things. I've got them out of my system. I don't have to hold on to them anymore. Uh, Then I can just come in the next day and pick them up because they're written down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there is, there is something about that. It's the same thing as talking to a therapist. You know, mm-hmm. literally the world is our therapist right now. Yeah. Well, whoever, just, you know, whoever hits play on this. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially it could be the whole could world. Could be the world. There's a potential for the world. Yeah. And and you 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 unload all of that thing, all that stuff that's packed inside you. Mm-hmm. When you unload it, it's not even necessarily about the feedback you get sometimes. It's just the fact that you've had an opportunity to unload it. Yeah. You know, I had a bad a bad couple of days last week. Yeah. And, uh, me too. You know, so I just had to call and just kind of unpack and unload, yeah. you know, what was going on. Um, you know, philosophy, you know, of community and government and, and all of those things. Sure. So, yeah. And those things, you know, but those that, and, and honestly, not, not that situation with you, but I had a bad couple of days last week for different reasons. And that, that's kind of what spurred me. I think I, I was I was feeling like really down. I think it was Tuesday. Was it Tuesday last week? It was Tuesday. Same day I got my ticket. That's right. And so it was Tuesday afternoon and I was sitting in my office and I was like, "Man, this sucks." Yeah. Like I I feel like trash. Mm. And I don't you know, there's a lot of different things you can do when you feel like trash. But what I felt in that moment was I need to get this out. Like I, it would just be good if I could just talk about this really honestly. And then, you know, somewhere in me, I can't help but think, you know, there's probably somebody else that feels this way. Yeah. And it and it might benefit them to hear somebody talk honestly about it. Right. And, Absolutely. And then there's camaraderie there. There's, you know, we f- you feel like you're not alone. And, you know, maybe there's some I – was, I was trying to – uh come up with a solution or have some wisdom about the situation, but maybe perhaps just through just talking through it, yeah. those things come out. So and that's when I came down to your office and I was like, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to bring third thoughts back. It's time. We need to do it. Cause it, it you know, it, to be totally honest, it's pretty self-serving. Yeah, I just, and, I need, I need a place. And what was my response when you said that? Uh, you said, I think you said, are you sure? Or Really? Or yeah, yeah like I don't even know. That's the reason I was asking. I, I don't even were, really remember the journey to get me back in this chair. You kind of looked up and you were like, you had this kind of confused look on your face. You were like, really? And then I was like, yeah. And you're like, are you sure? And so I, I think you were a little surprised too because we haven't really talked about the show in a long time. Yeah, no mention of it. And, and on that particular day, I think I was really thinking, do you really want me to unload what's on the inside of me right now onto the world? At, okay, maybe you perceived it like I was like, let's do it right now. Yeah, that's what I thought because I thought, I, you know, I don't know that, especially our local government, I don't know that they're ready for what's going to come out of me well, right now on Third Thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean— but I, I, here's what I think is just that the platform and and the and the place to kind of let those not not totally unbridled, 
yeah. emotion where, you know, you say things that you don't really mean or uh, you lash out at somebody or attack somebody. I, I, I'm not trying to make those things okay. That's not what I meant either. Right. No, no, I'm just explaining. Because my thoughts were very well thought out and very well developed. Yeah, but but I think— And I still have those same thoughts. You just you just need a place sometimes to, to think out loud. Yeah. And that and that's what that's what I want third thoughts to be. Where we can where we can think out loud. And I and I think the name in and of itself is important too because it it's like you said, the thoughts that you have are reasoned. Mm-hmm. You know, you're beyond the initial uh perhaps the initial emotion of it and you thought through it. Third the third thought, right? That's right. what we talked about when we first started the show is that these aren't these aren't our initial thoughts, like knee jerk reactions, right? And they're not even the second like round of thoughts where you kind of come back after the knee jerk, right? They're actually the third thoughts where they have they've they've almost transformed from just thoughts to like full fledged ideas, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. There's probably a better way to say it, but that's that's kind of what. Well, it's kind of when it moves from. Uh, when it moves from the thought process to that next leg of the journey mm. where it becomes a life lesson or life wisdom yeah. or life experience. Yeah. And that's kind of what we, you know, what we want to think about and what we want to talk about, I think, is, you know, those things that just over the course of time, those those thoughts that go through our mind that we ponder that have settled and taken residence in our heart. And then we begin to uh, to dissect those. Yeah. And just throw them out into the atmosphere, not even thinking that, hey, this might help somebody, but just putting it out there for anybody that wants to listen to it and do whatever they want to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's good. I, I, that's a good uh, – if we were making a, a mission statement, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's the show. That's, that's what it's going to be from now on. And I – truthfully – I don't have a release schedule. I don't have a recording schedule. Because that, that's one of the things I really struggled with with Twitch is the schedule. Yeah. I felt this pressure to make it. Because that's what everybody says. If you want to be. And that's. It's really. If any Anything you're starting new that's digital content. That's web content. you got to have some consistency to garner. Attention, right? And you got yes. so for you for you to be successful, you got to you got to be on a schedule. You know, point of third thoughts is not to not to blow up, not to get hits on content, right? So I'm not going to stress about a schedule unless the that, schedule stresses about me. Well, unless it becomes something that potentially has a payoff that's worth the stress. Does that make sense? Right, so so what you're saying is we're not going to stress about the schedule unless more people go to Patreon than went in our first iteration. Correct of the show, and not and yeah, not just that, but like if somebody was like, "Hey, we want to sponsor your show. We want we want to we want you to run this and talk about this product." That that would motivate me in a way that yeah. I, I haven't been motivated about making content. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to think all the way through it. I, I think the main thing is I just wanted to just start again and see yeah. see where it went. Sure. So we're back. So yeah, is it, is today just talking about what the show is gonna be, or or uh, you know, are we going anywhere from here? I mean, it it is it is whatever it needs to be. What do you got? I, I don't have anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I thought, I mean, I, no. Well, you were you were looking at your laptop. Oh no, the only I, I have a, you know, I have this chart that I check every day uh-huh. about the coronavirus. Oh, okay. Well, that's appropriate. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I just I'm just looking to see, you know, what's happening with coronavirus. Yeah. I just like to be in the know. You know, um, when when the whole thing. Well, we can talk about that. But when the whole thing started, it seems forced. It seems forced. It seems like I'm forcing us to talk about coronavirus now. Well, you you. It seemed like you wanted to talk about it, though. No, I really was just watching real-time stats. Oh. 
Well, I, I'm not trying to force it. I keep it. waiting I for think... John Belangia to pop up here in the USA. Oh, well. He, he's... Oh, it, we just went up three. There's three, three new cases in, in the ju- USA since we've been talking. In our state? No, 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 no. Oh. Just it's not it's just not in the country. In, yeah. yeah. Well, here's at, when the when the whole thing started, I was pretty apathetic about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, this stuff happens. We we have MERS and SARS and uh, Ebola and you know horrible things happened. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay the crisis of each of those things, but like we lived through them. Uh, well, I did, you know, and so I was kind of like, you know, this will be fine. Like that, it's horrible. No offense to the people that didn't. No, serious. I mean, I, right. I'm not trying to downplay crisis. I'm just right. saying that bad things happen every day, and and so I was just like, well, you know, it's another bad thing. I hate that. You know, hope hope no one. Hope no one die. I don't want anybody to die. Like, I, right? I know, you know. Hope it doesn't get crazy and whatever. Well, and as it's progressed, though, yeah, you know, I'm I'm still not worried about dying, and I'm not really worried about anybody that I know dying, um, personally. But I do think the possibility and the pro- the probability. Let me put it that way: the probability of it being a real interruption in daily life. Yeah. Is upon us. Yes. Like, I mean, it, the probability is very high. Yeah, but, I, you, you know, one, one contextualization, though, I would like to say is yeah. that that th- it's listed, this chart that I check, it's listed by countries. Okay. And the number of infected people in countries. Yeah. The number five, number five on the list is not a country. It is the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Is... Is it in? Where is it at? They're not. They're not counting it. They're no longer counting it as Japan. Oh, it's, is it in international water? No, 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 no. But they. But because there are citizens from all from around the world. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it's its own category. So there's 706 infected people on the Diamond Princess. Wow. So it's counted as its own country. Yeah. 488 of those are still active. Yeah. Nobody's died on the ship yet. Okay. Nobody's died. But yeah, so it is in fifth place. Wow. So, you know, we're still at the very beginning of this thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that that's what I was trying to say is that there's so much unknown except that the to me the one thing that's for sure is this this junk spreading and rapidly. Yeah, and I think that people have uh I think that people think things are happening that may not really be happening. Uh, I think that's. I, I mean, on the on on the the precaution side. Okay. Because you know the government has been coming out telling us all these things about right. how everything is tightened down. Anybody flying in from these countries. Right. Well, we've got somebody you know like on the inside in the know. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. close friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, was in Milan. Yeah. When they quarantined half the city, mm-hmm. he was outside the quarantine. Yeah, but he flew back to the U.S. from Milan, right? Not from a different place. The airplane originated in Milan and flew to America. He got off the airplane. It's crazy. He walked up to customs and they asked him, "Have you been in China in the last thirty days?" He said, "Nope." And they said, next. And he looked at the guy and he said, but I've been in Milan, Italy. And the guy looked at him and said, next. Jeez. And passed him on through. Didn't take his temperature, nothing. Which they hadn't actually instituted the national protocol at that time. Right, right. But then um, on, I guess, Monday morning. Uh Uh-huh. Early Monday morning, they introduced the national protocol that anyone flying in from those infected areas would be screened when they left an airplane. Yeah. So that was early Monday morning. Monday evening at 11 p.m. Now, this is firsthand information. (laughs) Right, right. This is not like I got it off a tabloid. This is firsthand information. Yeah. 
a guy who was in Milan with my friend flew into the U.S. on an airplane from Milan. He got off the airplane. He went up to customs. He told them that he had been in Milan. Mm -mm. They never checked his temperature. They never screened him in any way. And just let him come on in. It's it, you know, there's a very good chance that my friend was on the same airplane mm -hmm. as the person that tested positive in Fulton County. Yeah, in Atlanta. In yeah. Atlanta, yeah. So you know, here's the thing: these it, it's it's coming into our country. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it, you know, you're right. The death rate is not like Ebola. It, it's it's not astronomical. It's it has risen though. Oh yeah, no, it, yeah it, it it's up to like three point seven percent now. Yeah, it's pretty serious. And everybody wants to say more people die of the flu than are dying of this. The actual percentages of people that die from the flu are less than one percent. Yeah, there's Let, so many more cases. Right, because yeah. it's a more established virus. This yeah. is a brand-new virus, so we don't know what's going to happen. No, and I, I think that's the important thing to keep. Uh, that's the important lens to look through yes. is that a lot of this stuff is unproven, untested, or in progress. You know, like we don't – anybody that says they know exactly what's going on is lying to you. Yes. They, they don't know. No. And and the, the data and the stats – I don't know, dude. I mean, a lot of that's run through organizations that need money to operate. And I I don't know. I'm just, for me, for my money, I don't trust, I don't trust it. I, I think there's more going on always than we know. And listen to this. While he was over in Italy, he would talk to Italian people. Yeah. And they would say, are you American? And he would say, yes. And Every one of them's response would be, your president did this. Yeah. I, I mean. It's like a global thing that that President Trump started mm -hmm. COVID-19 to crash the Chinese economy. Well, you know, initially I want to say that's ridiculous. But it. it in the grand scheme of everything that has that happens, is it that crazy? I think it's more likely that China probably instituted it as population control in their own country. Either way, either way, if someone did this intentionally and it got out of hand, yes, it's one of the it's one of the biggest failures of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, I, I don't. Okay, now let me get back to, to this because I don't want I don't want people listening to this podcast to freak out because of my standing to panic. Yeah, to be rampant with fear and panic. Right. No, that's that's, that's a, not what I'm saying. That's unnecessary. Now here, I think you should take the precautions. Yeah, wash your hands. Um, that the CDC says you should take. Wash your hands. Sing happy don't, birthday. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your mouth. You know, don't do those things. If you feel bad. Yep. But they're not symptoms of COVID-19. Don't go to the doctor mm -hmm. if you're going to be okay because you may run into somebody with it there is why that is. Right. Yeah, so so that's the thing. Um, listen, get some food and some water in your house. And everybody thinks this is because, oh, the apocalypse is coming and all these people are crazy. That has nothing to do with it. No, it's just if if... If you're going to quarantine yourself in your home, you got to have you got to eat and drink. Right. You can't send somebody who has been exposed to you out to get stuff. Out to the grocery store. So right. have the stuff on hand, already have it there. Listen, buy you a few bottles of NyQuil yeah. so you can treat the symptoms. Buy you a big bottle of Tylenol so you can treat the fever. Yeah. And and, and I know what you're saying. Oh, I'll just DoorDash. I'm just going to DoorDash and have you know, the DoorDash person come and just set it down at the door and leave. But listen, the moment you open the door and reach out and get the bag, 
the next person that comes, this stuff has the ability to live on an open surface for days. Yeah. It's, a, so it's at once, least two days, right? So, yeah, once you once you step outside and get it the first time, the next time somebody comes, they're exposed to the virus. Yeah. So just go buy some beanie weenies, people. I, buy, I like beanie weenies. Yeah, listen, don't. I'm not. You don't have to go buy expensive twenty-five year shelf life food. Go buy you some ramen noodles. Oh yeah, dude. You can get a case of ramen noodles for like two bucks. And they're good too. And, and you could, you know, and just and then just eat them. Yeah. Then just eat them. Buy stuff you're already gonna eat, and you just won't have to go to the grocery store for two weeks. Right. You know that's the thing. It's not about you know fending off the hordes of zombies. It's about you not going out and making everybody else sick. Right. I'm glad you said it that way. I feel like I feel like there's a there is some sense for some people that this is an apocalyptic event. And I I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying it's not yet. No. So just act cautiously, but normally. Don't panic. Yes. Don't freak out. Because there's no sense in that. That usually just makes things worse. Right. You know, like in China right now, by by far more people have had it in China. 80,000, yeah. over 80,000 people yeah. have tested positive in China. Uh, 38 deaths mm. out of that. There's still 27,000 active cases. Mm-hmm. So that means they still have it. Uh, and of those 27,000, over 6,400 people are in serious or critical condition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that death toll could go up. You yeah, know? certainly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just take the precautions to protect yourself by staying away from sick people. Right. Washing your hands. Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your mouth. If you feel bad, stay at home. Yeah. Easy. I mean, which... I did not heed my own advice because I don't feel good today. But not. But it's not coronavirus. Right. It's not the same type of feel bad. No, I have a I have a nausea and diarrhea issue, <laughs> which is not COVID nineteen. Right. right. Yeah. So I just love how you put it out there like that. Their thoughts, baby. Right. I, it's not. It's not your knee jerk reaction. It's I, you're living with it. I live a transparent life. Yeah. To me, diarrhea is not embarrassing. It's just part of life just gotta make sure you hydrate right eat absolutely well. i've lost tw- uh, not 27 pounds that would be something i have lost 18 pounds in two weeks did yeah, not because of the diarrhea right 18 pounds in two weeks going on a new diet yeah yeah carnivore diet the carnivore diet baby i was i was born to be a carnivore you know you know yesterday we ate and i watched you eat that full pound of pulled pork one pound of pulled pork. Which I think I've probably done over the course of like a whole afternoon, like at a barbecue yeah. or, a, or a party or something. But I don't think I've ever sat down and just ate. Well, I've had some big steaks. You've had a 16-ounce steak. Yeah, certainly. But, well... But probably I probably but didn't eat six, all the fat on it. But either. when you eat a six okay, when you eat a sixteen ounce steak, that is before it's cooked. Right. It shrinks up. Yeah. Loses some water. Okay, but for instance, like uh I ate that pound of pulled pork yesterday. Yeah. That's roughly a thousand twenty eight calories. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's less than I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, it's 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 two hundred and it's two hundred. It's like two hundred sixty calories per quarter pound. Yeah, because I don't eat sauce. Because I don't. I haven't had any sugar in almost no sugar, no carbs in two weeks. That's None. crazy. Zero. That's crazy. Zero. So I ate that because everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, a pound of pulled pork! How can you lose weight eating a pound of pulled pork?" Well, it's, it, you got to admit it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but okay, so that's. Okay, let's just say it's 1,500 calories. Okay. Okay? So 1,500 calories. I ate that for lunch. That's the only thing I ate yesterday. 
It's the only thing I ate. And everybody's like, you can't just eat one time and lose weight. Well, here's the deal. I only eat when I'm hungry. Yeah. And you're only hungry once a day. And when you eat that amount of protein, it takes your body a while to break that down. Uh, it takes your body a while to break that down. So yeah. as it breaks it down, your body is continually Working. energized through that. Yeah. And then it activates burning fat right. for fuel as opposed to sugar or carbohydrates. And you begin to lose weight quickly. Yeah. So this morning I woke up, I was a little hungry. So I ate some bacon this morning. You know, how I much? How much I, bacon? I, I, not much. I'm guessing maybe three quarters of a pound. <laughs> not much. Just almost the whole pack. Not what I normally. Okay, no, no, no. Here's the thing: when you're eating on the carnivore like this, instead of buying like packs of bacon, you got to go buy that that pack that it's just ends and pieces it says ends and pieces oh yeah it's yeah, like yeah. three okay. pounds and it's like vacuum sealed into this thing yeah yeah because you know you're not looking for pretty bacon right you just you just need the the protein and the fat and the fat yeah yeah so yeah but uh but dude, I haven't been hungry i'm energized clarity of thought and the biggest thing brother my hands used to hurt all the time. Yeah. I got some arthritis, you know, yeah. just from beating my body up, playing sports and everything. Sure. All that inflammation's gone. The pain is gone. Uh, even my torn meniscus. Which the is pain is verifiably re- torn. Yeah. I have a large complex, complex tear. It's difficult to understand. Yes. Tear. Yes. But... Uh, even that, now it still hurts. I'm not even going to lie. Sure. But it's better because the inflammation's gone. Right. Right. So, you know, it's just. You know, it, it, it's amazing how many people live with inflammation. Like, I, I've got I've got some crazy inflammation going on right now. Yeah. If you eat gluten, even if you're not allergic to gluten, even right. if you don't have celiacs, you, you, it will give you inflammation. Well, that's just, that's the body's response to so many things. Yes. So, you know, obviously your body's responding to something. So, yeah, I, I, it's a, I, the added, the compounded pain, not just pain, but compounded pain and pressure of inflammation that we, that the average person lives with is probably, I'm not a doctor, I don't know, but it's probably pretty high. I feel like if I did some things that were proven to, decrease inflammation i would feel a lot better every day but i don't right i i i would like to try it to see what would happen yeah now you know my 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 initial plan is to do this diet for 90 days right um i don't know if i'm gonna make 90 days or not i i mean as of right now i don't know why i wouldn't but you know i may get you know two months you know down the road and decide hey uh, you know, I like a cucumber. You know, well, and that's the that's the interesting part about this particular diet is that all these things that are like definitely good for you, you can't even eat those, right? So, yeah, I, I could see why you might want to add some veg back in there. Yeah, it, you know, and and one of the one of the reasons is is because we don't know what plant based materials cause inflammation in our bodies yeah you know that's that's it because different plants cause inflammation in different people right yeah it's a it's a very personal unique it's unique to everybody yeah absolutely so yeah i'm not telling anybody to try this diet i'm just saying it's working for me i feel good haven't been hungry i'm energized Um, i can literally sit at my desk when i used to have that 2 p.m like lag crash bro i crash every day and it's almost like i can feel my energy go like a charge up maybe i need to try it yeah it's 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 amazing maybe i need to try it and it's not that much more expensive i mean everybody's thinking okay because like you know for one meal i ate um two ribeye steaks Mm -hmm. you know in one meal yeah that was the only thing i ate so yesterday literally my food bill for the whole day was 12 bucks. Yeah. But it's not 
I mean, unless you're eating ramen every meal, you can't come in much less than that. No, you really can't. You really can't. I mean, you could get close if you were doing like, if you made a bunch of big like slow cooker type meals, soups with a bunch of rice that you eat for like days. But yeah, I mean, if you're eating out, yeah, twelve bucks, not bad. Right. Yeah. Not bad at all. No, and and to not be hungry and to be able to lose that weight. That's the big thing. Oh, That's yeah. That's the huge thing. Because I'm, I'm hungry. I'm a hungry boy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel the pain of hunger. Now, what doesn't, what doesn't work if you say, okay, I'm going to eat three meals, so I'm going to eat three small meals, that doesn't work on this diet. Right. You have to eat as much as you can eat and get completely full. Every time you're hungry. Every time you're hungry. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I'll try it. Yeah, sure. I invite you to. Thank you for the invitation. But yeah, so um, listen, don't panic about Corona. Don't do it. If you want to try carnivore, try it. Try it. Uh, if not, that's okay. This is just you know us and our thoughts. It and, is what it is. Yeah. Let's. You know, we're right at the hour. I, this was a good show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed felt, it. I felt yeah. good about it. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a good time. I felt no pressure. No. If, and if you didn't feel good about the show, you can email us at. Third podcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit us on Facebook uh, at the Third po- uh, Third Thoughts Podcast Facebook page uh, and all that. It, it's it's out there, you know, and, and you know who we are. You yeah. Want and talk to us about the show. And if you're interested in that social experiment and you want to drop me the six billion, you can visit Patreon at. I don't know if we should run six billion through Patreon. They're going to want a big old cut. Okay, just just this is what I need you to do. <laughs> I prefer a money order. Yeah, that's a big amount. Yeah, like a money order. I want you to go to like QT. <laughs> no, no. Don't go to a gas station and to get, get a money a, order not for six billion dollars. They can't even do that, can they? I have no idea, but I would like. I want you to take your phone, and I want you to record the person. When you say I want a six billion dollar, <laughs> I don't think they can do that. Money order that has to be one of those like offshore like wire transfers. Yeah, I probably. Or you can just send it to my house in a few Brinks trucks. <laughs> if a convoy of Brinks trucks pulled into your house, how excited would you be? Oh, I'd be excited. It would be that would be an experience. You'd have to like vlog it or something. I would build a money barn out back. I don't know if you should announce that, but. I mean, not permanently. I'll just stack it up into the shape of a barn. Oh, the money itself. The money itself would be the walls, yeah. I don't even know if you'd have space for $6 billion. That's a lot of dollars. I mean, if it's, yeah. in, if it's in hundreds, it's still like, I don't even know how big that would be, how much volume that would take up. If you know how much volume... Six billion dollars would take. Yeah, because you're gonna, you need to be prepared for the blessing. Yeah, you know? if, if you if you know what kind of volume six billion dollars would be in hundreds, if you're the earliest, we need a mathematician. If you have the earliest timestamp into <laughs> our email address, then you're going to get an eight by ten glossy of Clay and the Chief <laughs> signed. Yes, we do, well, I guess we're just going to have to make some. Yeah, so we can. So, so we're working on a few things as we wrap up. I'm working on a few things. We want to do some video with this because uh, in our in our new space here, we've got we've got equipment to do little more content. So we're gonna we're gonna work on that. That's that's gonna be coming soon. So I hope you'll look forward to it. And uh, and man, good show today, Chief. I I appreciate you being here. Coming out of retirement. Yeah, it was time. Yeah, y- you know how you know it's time is when the when the first day back feels good yes like it was not too early didn't feel forced but not too late to where we're like apathetic about it right right in the sweet spot yeah i liked it this has been third thoughts i am your host clay i've been with the chief himself in the flesh we hope you'll catch us next time this this is going to go up it's going to be uploaded very soon and if you're listening to it it's already uploaded (laughs) and uh and the next time 
Uh, we'll be we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Until then, we're out. <laughs>